Hello and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, my special guest is Carrie Rickard. Hello, Carrie. How are you today? Hi, Jess. I'm fine. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on here. You talk about something um, very different, but in a good way, something that I feel we need to talk about. So your mission is to provide others with experience, trauma, with support, connection, and hope. And so you do this through coaching. You do this through speaking. You also have a book. So you do this and, and yeah. I'm not done yet and a podcast. So I love all the things that you do, especially because your main goal in all aspects of your work is to use your experience to help others. You examined your life um, through post-trauma and wondered now what, which I feel so many of us can really relate to on that question of, well, now what? So through a lot of determination and resilience, we've created the life that she wants to live or at least working towards it. <laughs> like there's no roadmap. Oh, wait, I skipped a line. <laughs> We're going to have to pause this for a second. I'm going to make a note. Okay. Hold on a second. Or is Elise working towards its carry true passion is to helping others na navigate their own murky water and to provide support when it seems there's no roadmap. Carrie has her BS in clinical psychology from a Towson University and an MFS in forensic science from George Washington University. So in a super nutshell, you're super amazing. You have experience, you have lived life, and now you're trying to help others through it. So basically you tell us why you're so amazing. <laughs> Wow. Um, thanks. That's, that feels like we're really setting the bar high there. Um, so I, I would say that I've lived a lot of life in a relatively short period of time. Um, and I think that I could have let the circumstances of my life weigh me down and, um, not move forward and instead I think I used my experience so I will um so when I was 37 I was in a catastrophic accident um a car accident I hydroplaned into the back of a tractor trailer um and I suffered a traumatic brain injury along with a bunch of other things um and I spent probably a year healing from that. And I, you know, I spent two months in the hospital, then some time in rehab, then outpatient rehab. And, and then I spent the better part of the rest of that year processing all of the things that had happened to me. And, um, you know, in the meantime, I am a you know, I had just separated from my husband. So I was a single mother of two kids, got in this car accident. My parents had to move in with me. It was crazy. Um, you know, and then once I started kind of getting back on track, I looked at my life and was like, okay, I have no idea what to do now. I am different than I was before this accident, I am different. Like the core of me is still the core of me, but you know, like I have to figure out how to move forward, knowing that there are things that I can't do the same as I used to do. Um, and so that took me the better part of the rest of that year, just trying to navigate it all, process it all. And, and I did a lot of that processing through writing. 
Um, and you know, what I discovered in writing, cause I had, I started a blog. I mean, there were, there were a ton of people who prayed for me and, and sent me good wishes and all of that during my hospital stay. And so, you know, I thought, oh, well, you know, they may want to see what I, what I'm doing now. And they may want to, you know, kind of keep on this journey with me. So I started this blog and, um, you know, it reached more people than I expected. And I got feedback that was, wow, this is so great. I didn't think about this in this way. Um, you know, your experience has been able to like shed light on my experience and some things that I can do to move forward. And I, and so there was always this little like tickle in the back of my head, right? Like, I'm like, okay. So I obviously survived this accident for a reason. And maybe it isn't just to be my ch children's mother. I mean, I think that's a great reason. But, you know, like, maybe I can help other people with this. So I kind of put that on a, on a shelf for a bit because I was still, like, recovering and trying to figure out what to do next. And um, I fell back into business consulting. Um, which has been my bread and butter for the last 15 years. Um, and, and, but I knew I couldn't do it in the same way. Um, so I had worked for a firm before and I worked 70, 80 hours a week. And um, I didn't have the capacity to do that anymore. So I knew I had to figure out a new way. Um, so I started my own business and I started slowly, um, reaching out to people that I knew, gathering, um, clients here and there, relying a lot on word of mouth and past performance kind of stuff. And through all of this time and slowly building this up and building my capacity to do more, still in the back of my mind is this like tickle, like you can do more with your story, right? And I had multiple people say, oh, you should write a book, Carrie. Your story is so inspiring and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hmm, okay, yeah, maybe, but why would anybody want to hear my story, right? As time goes on, as time goes on, I'm like, I, I just got this itch to write some more um so I ended up finishing my book last summer um and I'm like all right I'm gonna get this thing published we're we're gonna figure this out because I think that my story can actually help other people on their journey whether or not they've had the same experience as me because pretty much no one, I mean, even other traumatic brain injury survivors, they haven't had the same experience as me. But there are a few things that are similar across trauma, right? You feel completely isolated. Even if you have a huge support system, nobody is experiencing that in the, it, like, they're not experiencing it the same way so you feel 
very alone. And um, I want people to feel less alone in their experience. And so I also started at the time I was finishing my writing, I also started my podcast, Transformational Trauma and Healing, because, you know, I have to do all things all at once. And, and uh, that was absolutely transformational in that I got to hear other people's stories, how they have navigated their own trauma or how they have helped people navigate trauma and it has been so revolutionary um and in the same way that I think my book can really help people I think my podcast can too um you know I try very hard to pull from different kinds of traumas um my most recent podcast was uh a woman who founded a homeless shelter in um in um, Oregon, Washington. I, I'm sorry, my brain just like totally blanked. Um, the West Coast, and I'm on the East Coast. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, it was such a profound story, right? It was, um, you know, she wanted to make people feel safe and make people feel whole and like their life was worth something and we really connected on that we obviously work in different ways and do different things and yet the impact is the same you know like I think that everybody no matter what they have gone through should feel should be allowed to feel whole and should have dignity. Um, so, you know, with the podcast, I bring in lots of different traumas to talk about. The, my book is my story. And um, my coaching now, I mean, I still do some, some business stuff. But I also work with um, people who are trauma survivors um, and I work with them to figure out what is that roadmap because there is no going back to who you were before. Um, you have to make adjustments. Yeah, you have to figure out a way, but there's hope. There's hope and there's connection. And just because you connect with somebody over trauma doesn't mean that that connection is less than, right? Like that can be such a lifesaver. And to feel like, oh, wow, somebody understands this. Not exactly the way I've done it, but somebody understands this and has gone through this. And you know, so so that has become my life's purpose is to help as many people as I can um, in all the ways that I can. This is so great because I think so many people can relate in a lot of ways. Well, one, first, thank you for sharing your story. I know obviously you skimmed through it. So obviously there was so much more feelings and emotions that went with that. So thank you for sharing that as well. Because like you said, so many people can find a way to relate to that in some form of capacity. Mm -hmm. 
And I think the other thing that you said too, you kept saying the word tickle. And I think so many yeah. of us can really relate to that voice, that tickle, that feeling of, I need to do more. And the cool part mm-hmm. is that you went with that. So I love that piece of it is just following that. I don't think all of us have, I, I want to take that chance on ourselves sometime. I think it's very scary. Yeah. You it's know? hard. And it's hard, right? Because we can tell all the reasons why we don't want to do something. And, you know, you found the reasons to do it. So that's really cool. And then the other piece I thought was really cool about your story was the fact that there's so many different avenues to connect with you and, but also for you to connect with others and share your story, but also bring other people into it. So whether it's your book, whether it's working with you, your podcast, your blog, there's so many different ways that someone could say, okay, I can make this change and wherever they're at in their journey, they're able to connect with you. So that's really cool too, mm-hmm. that you give them so many different options. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it, it is, I felt so much that there wasn't a lot of resources out there for me. Right. And if that's not actually true, they just aren't well advertised. Oh, I like, um, I like that a lot. There are resources out there for people who are, have suffered from any kind of trauma. There are resources out there, people who are willing and hoping and wanting to help you. Unfortunately, because there is still a stigma around trauma, like there was a point in my life where I did not want to tell people that I suffered from a traumatic brain injury because I didn't want people to think they were getting less than. Ooh. Wow. Right? Yeah. I Again, just going back to, I think so many people just said the same thing. I just said going, yeah, we kind of label ourselves as damaged or broken or weak because of life, we had life and that's not the case, but we right. tend to do it to ourselves. I'm assuming, but I can't imagine your kids were going, mom, you're damaged, mom, you're weak. It's stories right. that we tell ourselves, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and because of that, I think all of the resources aren't made readily available or we're afraid to look for them because we are afraid of what that means. And those resources can be incredibly beneficial. I had to make stuff up for a long time. Like, okay, well, I feel like I need this. I don't know if that's right or not. Um, But, you know, like, let's, let's figure this out. And, you know, and I have cobbled together my recovery plan. Right. And, and I want people to realize they don't have to do that. That's why I think I like the most that you kept saying the roadmap, because I think when I think about the road, there's different directions to get to somewhere. There's not just one path. And I know you mentioned this in your YouTube video, when you talk about your book is that there's just different avenues and that life's going to continue to happen. I know you word it differently, but basically you're saying like life's going to continue to happen. There's going to be different roads you have to go on and it's just learning those. So I think that's awesome that you use that word roadmap. Yeah. Yeah. That's because I think that's a really good way of visualizing, you know, it's a, it really is a journey. 
there is like my personal belief is that you don't arrive right there's no arriving like people imagine that you are going to get like when I get to this place I'm going to be successful when I get to you know when I make this amount of money I'm going to be successful I am going to be everything I need to be and reality is that's not how it works there is no arriving you just keep going on the journey and there are some really amazing things on that journey even the really terrible things i mean i will tell you as much as i as much as that accident and all of the recovery sucked like it was terrible i still wouldn't give it back it would not change anything um because I'm who I am now and I am continuing to evolve because of that. I love that you love yourself even as today because a lot of us can get stuck in what happened to us and we can get stuck in that version. And I think you mentioned this too, is that we're not that person anymore, but there it's not that in a negative way in the sense of that person was a bad person or anything like that. It's just we're growing from that. We're going to keep moving on to who we are. So I, I really like that. That's how it is. So for the yeah. listener that's taking down the notes and wants to connect with you, what is the best way for them to connect with you? Sure. Um, my email is Carrie at Nomis Advisors. That's N-O-M-I-S advisors.com. Um, my website is nomisadvisors.com. Um, either way, there's a contact form on the website or you can email me directly. Um, Either way is fine. I I love to hear from people. And if I can help someone, all the better. The more people, the merrier. I, I am getting ready to start a group trauma program in September. Um, so, you know, coaching can be really, it can, can be expensive, right? So I want to make it a little bit more accessible and also give people an opportunity to connect with other trauma survivors. Um, so that that's going to be starting in September. If somebody is interested in that, there's a form to fill out um, on my website. So awesome. Thank you for that. And um, so let's get to the next segment. The next segment I want to talk to you about is, you know, how we're handling stress. So my one question for you as a healer, as someone that heals themselves, what is one way you practice self-care? Meditation. Absolutely. I meditate every day. Um, and that looks differently every day, depending on what my day is, right? So some days I am laying on the floor doing a deep relaxation meditation for 30 minutes and some days I'm doing a two-minute meditation every couple of hours throughout the day and some days I do both of those things but it allows me to I, I'm a future facing person, right? So I am always looking at, okay, this is what's next. This is what's next. This is what, this is how I have to fit it all in. Right. And I move at a really quick pace. Um, and so stopping and centering myself and 
paying attention to the right here and now, even if it's for just two minutes, is so beneficial. So beneficial. Um, and then the other thing I would say that I do, and and this has been really hard for me, um, because like I said, I'm a fast-paced person. Um, with my brain injury, I have um, what is called neurofatigue. Um, so if I get, if there's too much going on or if I'm overstimulated, I get to a place where I'm like, and my brain is just done. I need to stop and I need to like give myself 10, 15 minutes of rest. Um, you know, if I'm driving somewhere, I need to give myself an hour of rest. Um, so really listening to my body and saying, okay, you know, all those things on the calendar are not going to get done well if I don't recharge my body and my brain. No, for sure. I like that you mentioned that meditation can look differently, even for someone that meditates. I think sometimes people get scared of meditation because they're not able just to sit down for 30 minutes. And so I like that you mentioned you can do a minute, you can do two minutes. And I really like that you mentioned listening to your body because I'm really emphasize on your body's your first reaction to stress. So how are you, how are you listening? But you have to make that time. So I love that you mentioned both of those because I think they're really easy takeawayable um, tasks. So thank you for that. So with your permission, are you ready for the lightning round? I am ready. This oh. is fun. <laughs> um, what emoji do you use the most? The smirky face. What is your favorite day of the week? Monday. What is your favorite thing to do in the summer? Um, go to the beach with my daughter and my sister-in-law, my niece and nephew. Oh. Like we do it every year, just one day. It's great. It's great. Is your bed made right now? No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I like people make people feel normal and that theirs isn't me either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you a morning or evening person? Morning, for sure. And salty or sweet? Sweet. Sweet. And last thing, what is the one thing you want the listeners to take away from today? You're not alone. You're not alone. Things, people experience trauma all the time. And it may not be the same as what you've experienced, but it's okay to talk about it because you'll connect with other people in a much deeper level. Awesome. Carrie, thank you so much again for just coming out today and just shining a light on what you do and who you are. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.